O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, January 18th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Yitro, and it means Jethro. Exodus 18.24-27 Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but they took care of the smaller matters themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, who returned to his own land. Our Haftorah portion this week is Jeremiah 46.13-28. Then the Lord gave the prophet Jeremiah this message about King Nebuchadnezzar's plans to attack Egypt. Shout it out in Egypt. Publish it in the cities of Migdal, Memphis, and Tapanes. Mobilize for battle, for the sword will devour everyone around you. Why have your warriors fallen? 
They cannot stand, for the Lord has knocked them down. They stumble and fall over each other and say among themselves, Come, let's go back to our people, to the land of our birth. Let's get away from the sword of the enemy. There they will say, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is a loudmouth who missed his opportunity. As surely as I live, says the king, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies, one is coming against Egypt who is as tall as Mount Tabor or as Mount Carmel by the sea. Pack up, get ready to leave for exile, you citizens of Egypt. The city of Memphis will be destroyed without a single inhabitant. Egypt is as sleek as a beautiful young cow, but a horsefly from the north is on its way. Egypt's mercenaries have become like fattened calves. They, too, will turn and run, for it is a day of great disaster for Egypt, a time of great punishment. Egypt flees, silent as a serpent gliding away. The invading army marches in. They come against her with axes, like woodsmen. They will cut down her people like trees, says the Lord, for they are more numerous than locusts. Egypt will be humiliated. She will be handed over to people from the north. The Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, the God of Israel, says, I will punish Ammon, the God of Thebes, and all the other gods of Egypt. I will punish its rulers and Pharaoh too, and all who trust in him. I will hand them over to those who want them killed, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his army. But afterward, the land will recover from the ravages of war. I, the Lord, have spoken. But do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be afraid, Israel, for I will bring you home again from distant lands, and your children will return from their exile. Israel will return to a life of peace and quiet, and no one will terrorize them. Matthew 12, 22-45 Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Yeshua. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Yeshua is the son of David, the Messiah? But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Yeshua knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am powered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so that they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, 
and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world come. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. One day some teachers of religious law and the Pharisees came to Yeshua and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Yeshua replied, Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. The Queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on Judgment Day and condemn it, for she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. When an evil spirit leaves a person, It goes into the desert seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Psalm 16, 1-11 Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, You are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood, or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance! I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken 
for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow the Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence, and the pleasures of living with you forever. Proverbs 3, 27-32 Do not withhold good from those who deserve it, when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, Come back tomorrow, and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor, for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason, when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Matthew chapter 12, and then we're going to jump into Psalm 16. And in this chapter, Matthew chapter 12, some real pearls come forth when Yeshua speaks. And he's speaking to the Pharisees, and he knew their thoughts, and their thoughts were, no wonder he can cast out demons, he gets his power from Satan. And so Yeshua is, because he knows their thoughts, he's now responding to that idea. And he talks about how any kingdom that is divided by civil war is doomed. Any town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. So he basically is laying out the case that he is casting out demons by the very power of God. It's not by the power of Satan, because why would Satan cast out demons? It would be dividing up his own kingdom. And so, he goes on to say in verse 30, Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. He goes on to say in verse 33, A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Now, there's a lot of wisdom and truth to that principle, and you can really tell what is in a person's heart by listening carefully to what they say. You can also tell what's in your own heart by stepping back and listening to your own words. And so if something evil comes through your mouth, It's the overflow of the heart. And it's an indication that repentance is needed. 
We want to have a good heart, a clean heart, a heart that is inclined towards Yeshua, towards the God of Israel. And so the words are the indicator of the heart. It's a little bit like when you look at the dashboard in your car and you can see how fast you're driving, whether you're going 25 miles per hour in a neighborhood or whether you're going 60 miles per hour on the freeway. The mouth is the indicator, the gauge, of what is in the heart. So if we can become better listeners and listen well to others, it gives us a good indication of the person's heart and also reflect on our own words. What are we saying? And sometimes, honestly, we may hear some frightening news stories, and all of a sudden fear is what's in our heart. And that's what we're talking about, things that are frightening. But again, we need to get our mind and our heart in alignment with the Word and with Yeshua and trust in Him. Psalm 16, let's go there. Verse 1, actually this whole psalm would be a great psalm to pray. And I've talked about this before. A great principle. You can't go wrong when you pray the word of God. And so if there's an issue, a situation, or a person that you really want to cover in prayer, a good idea is to go look for four or five scriptures that in some way relate to the situation. Maybe it's about provision. Maybe it's about a sick person who needs healing. Maybe it's about salvation for someone that you're praying for. So go find four or five scriptures that pertain to the situation. Scriptures on provision. Scriptures on healing. Scriptures on salvation. Write them down on index cards. And then pray the word. Pray the scriptures, the word of God, over that person over that situation and you don't have to they don't have to know about it this can be in your prayer closet between you and the lord but you can't go wrong when you pray the word of god because it's his will so psalm 16 is short it's only 11 verses but it's really you can turn it into a prayer verse 1 keep me safe o god for i have come to you for refuge I said to the Lord, You are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Yes, I can agree with that. There are some good people that are fighting the good fight against all this tyranny. One of my heroes is Dr. Zev Zelenko, one of the first MDs to step up and speak medical truth. He has saved countless lives with the Zelenko Protocol for early treatment and home treatment of COVID-19. He's one of my heroes. Dr. David Martin, one of the inventors of the mRNA technology, he's one of my heroes. He's been on many different programs 
being interviewed and speaking out against the tyranny and against the evil use of this mRNA technology that is in the jab being used as a bioweapon to kill and murder and disable and bring great harm to so many people. There are lots of heroes out there. Okay, let's continue. Verse 5, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. Beloved, we have that to look forward to. We have that to look forward to. The land of Israel has been promised as an inheritance, an eternal everlasting inheritance to the children of Israel, to the house of Jacob. That includes all 12 tribes. That includes the northern kingdom. And the northern kingdom, by and large, is still out in all the nations of the world in exile. We have not returned to the land. In fact, in our Haftorah portion in Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 27, this promise is spoken of. But do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, or be dismayed, Israel. So who's he talking to? He's not just talking to the Jews. He's talking to Jacob, the house of Jacob. And the house of Jacob includes all 12 tribes. It includes both northern and southern kingdom. So it includes the Jewish and the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. Do not be dismayed, Israel, for I will bring you home again from distant lands and your children will return from their exile. Israel will return to a life of peace and quiet, and no one will terrorize them. Now this has been partially fulfilled. In May of 1948, when the nation of Israel was rebirthed and reborn, and out of the ashes of the Holocaust, many Jews of Europe who had survived the Holocaust returned to the land of Israel. And since then, over the decades, Jews from all over the world, from New York, from Ethiopia and Africa and Asia and Russia, from all over the world, they have returned to Israel. But it's not complete yet, because only the southern kingdom has returned, Judah, the Jews. And we are not currently living a life of peace and quiet. No, there is much turmoil and distress and unrest and violence. We're not there yet. This has not been fulfilled in all of its fullness, but it will be. Back to Psalm 16, verse 7. I will bless the Lord who guides me, even at night. My heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. And continuing on, No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy 
of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Beloved, he is preparing his bride. You and I are meant to be his bride, but we want to be the kind of bride that he wants to spend all eternity with. We don't want to be a complaining, grumbling, murmuring bride, or a fearful, anxious, untrusting bride. He wants us to trust him, and he wants us to be filled with the character and the fruit, the character of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the character of Yeshua. So may we pull in close to him during these troubled times. May we have time with him daily where we're just still and quiet and we listen and we seek his face and we just snuggle, cuddle with him, our Messiah, our betrothed, our husband, our soon-coming king. He will deal with the enemies of the earth, the enemies of God. He will deal with the wickedness and the evil. And we will keep our eyes on him and trust in him. Have a blessed day. We will see you tomorrow. Adonai Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.